and believing in yourself that you can do it. I didn't set out thinking, you know, when I joined the running group, I didn't set out thinking my goal is to run a marathon. I just went out and started running. So don't put too much pressure on yourself either. I think it's important to have a goal, but make it realistic, but also just um, keep getting at it. So keep, um, keep waking up and going to that training, even if you're tired. On this week's episode of the Fit Parent Playbook, we sit down with super mum Julia Vidic, who is a true example of determination and balance. She recently completed the London Marathon while juggling a full-time job and being a devoted parent to two children. She shares how she stays motivated and manages to fit everything into her busy life. We'll explore the strategies she uses to maintain her fitness, excel at work, and be there for her family. Julia also openly addresses the impact of physical and nutritional health on managing her and her son's ADHD. Be inspired by this loud, proud marathon mum as she shares her practical tips that you can apply in your own life. Just before we get into the podcast, please take a quick second to jump onto Instagram and follow us. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Jason. DK. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Mate, I'm super excited again because we've got another amazing guest with us today, Jason. Another one. Another one. But before we speak to our guest, Jace, Mm. there might be a few people out there listening for the first time. So I just want you to remind us and all our listeners about what we're doing this podcast for, mate. Well, DK, uh, I I suppose the whole goal of this podcast is to um, share stories on fitness, parenting and so forth. So... Um, that can help other people, I suppose, find the balance between a healthy lifestyle, being a good parent, and then um, managing all of our life's demands. It's a, it's a pretty stressful situation, being a parent, and then I think uh, we all put fitness and our health at the uh, back of the list. So it's about you know telling each other and telling everyone listening that it is possible to have a bit of balance in regards to that. Absolutely, mate. And the more people we speak to, the more short stories we share, the more ideas we get, and the better we become isn't it that it simple is. jace that's all it's about mate today's guest i'm really really looking forward to it because she's a runner jace. oh who would have thought who DK, have a thought? runner or a footballer <laughs> yeah well that's right that's me mate uh, but she's just completed what for many runners would be a, a huge highlight which was the london marathon insane she's working towards completing all six major marathons she's already done new york jace yeah she's done berlin and now london and last year she completed a 100-kilometer ultramarathon. Oh, the, the U- UTA? The UTA. Crazy. Yeah. And she's Very also good. a mother of two. Julia Vidic, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, guys. No worries Excited at all. to be here. Oh, beautiful. Now, Julia, let's start by telling us a little bit about your family before we pick your brain and work out how you managed to fit everything into a pretty busy life. Sure. Well, I've got two kids. Um, so I'm married to Matthew and we've got two kids, Max, who is 12 and Amelia, who's nine. Um, if you know my husband, you'll probably agree that I have a third child in him. DK. He'd be your youngest, wouldn't he? He would be, yes, <laughs> and my most challenging. So um, no, we've, we've got a, a busy sort of household, but um, I think it's uh, fair to say that we're out of the trenches in yeah. terms of the kids. They're at a really good age now um, where we can sort of, they're, they're more independent, mm. so we've got a bit more flexibility in terms of 
of what we're doing and those sorts of things. Yep. Um, but um, I guess juggling that with work, so I work full-time. Yep. Yep. I'm a director in marketing communications at an independent school in Adelaide. Yep. Fortunately, my kids go to that school, so that makes it really um, obviously convenient for yeah. school drop-offs, but it's fantastic because I see them around the school every day. Yeah. Um, so it's a real, um, a real win. Yeah, cool. How, how old are your kids? So 12, Max is 12, yep. and Amelia's nine. Yeah. So yeah. you're six and you're three, so hmm. busy schedules. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And, and Matt, you mentioned him before. How did you meet Matt? Oh, so we've uh, been together for 20 years. 20 is, years? Yes. Wow. He's um, quite uh, remarkable. Um, so <laughs> Matt was, <laughs> Matt was uh, actually living with my cousin. So he went to school, he was best mates with my cousin, and um, we were sat next to each other at a Christmas lunch while he was living with them, and it sort of all blossomed from there. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yes. If you've ever sat next to Matt at a Christmas lunch, I can't imagine you'd want to be married to him 20 years no, later. Yeah. Pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> pretty impressive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, he pulled out his charm and those sorts of things. So anyway. Yeah, beautiful. Now, um, obviously we're here to talk about your fitness as well. So yes. now, has fitness always been something that's been a part of your life or is it something that's just come on in the last couple of years? Look, a lot of people, um, when I talk to them about running and marathons, they'll say, oh, you're a natural runner. You've obviously been running your whole life. You're built for yeah. it. And um, I quite enjoy saying, no, I just got into it in my 20s. I was really, I wouldn't say I was unfit as a child, but I sport wasn't a focus other than doing school sports, so tennis and then netball. Um, sports compulsory at school, so we had to do a summer sport and a winter sport. We also had a tennis court at home. We're fortunate to have a tennis court. So my brother and I would go out and play tennis yep. a lot after school, which was very fun. Um, but it certainly wasn't sort of something I lived for or um, put value on. And mum and dad didn't really push us into sport either. It was sort of, you know, you do your school sport and, and that's it. Mm. So mum was... Um, I think uh, she's more into the books and puzzles and yep. quietness. So she she would um, she was quite happy for us to sort of, you know, um, probably not engage in sport as much as um, looking back now and with our kids, we certainly it's a real um, focus for us um, as a family. So do you think that's a generational thing, or do you think that 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 because I, I know I feel that everyone. Parenting these days, I'm pushing more towards the sport and the physical activity side of it and probably less on there. I think so. I think yeah. you're right. You've hit the nail on the head. Um, I think when we were growing up, it was more yeah. sort of you did do the, the school sport. And I guess for guys, there was the club footy as well. Um, so none of my friends growing up did club sport, which is interesting. Um, it just it wasn't really a yeah. – Do you really think it's pushed. more – do you think it's more like now – that kids don't want to do it, so they're sort of like a little bit more pushed into it. Whereas back in the day, there weren't weren't really any other options. Mm. You played sport or you, I don't know, went home and stared at the wall, played some puzzles or beat up your brother or sister. Could be that, I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> I also think as well that um, when we were younger, I think we were more active yeah. in general. So while I wasn't doing sport, we'd get home, then we'd play outside in the garden. Yeah. We had quite a, a large garden, whereas I think families are downsizing these days. Yeah. Both parents are working. So I think for families as well, obviously there's more of a um, – parents understand the benefit of, mm. of sport 
for kids' well-being and, and mental health and everything. But also I think it's to get them off of the screens. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, now, so when did you start getting into running? Like um, how, how did this come about? So you're never into sports and one day what you just put your sneakers what on did, and said, oh, I'm going to see how far I can run today. One of my girlfriends was um, – she was – Going to Next Generation, and oh, she'd yeah. say, "Oh, I've got a, a pass. Want to come with me?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I'd never done any sort of weights or anything like that. So, yeah. Courtney, shout out to Courtney. So she, I would go with Courtney, um, and she was into her running. And so I'd start off sort of doing one k on the treadmill, thinking, "Oh, this is terrible. I don't know how people run." Yeah. How what old, is this? How old were you then? I would have been nineteen. Right. So I was first year uni, eighteen, cool. nineteen. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I then I met Matt. And um, he, is, he was obviously into his footy, yeah. um, but he was a really good runner as well. And so he'd, he'd go running and I thought, oh, I'll try and run mm. with him for a little bit. And so I'd do sort of, I don't know, 1K on, 1K off, those sorts of things. And then it, I'd sort of, I was going to the gym. I had a personal trainer, so I'd do that once or twice a week. Um, but the running, I'd probably have done one run a week for a few years so 5k's 10k's here and there um and then the furthest i'd run was city to bay and i thought that was pretty amazing yeah 12k's and um which is amazing it is amazing um and then it wasn't until uh, 2018 that i bumped into one of my friends at um at work she was dropping a child off to the school and she said oh come out to my running group and she was training with a group at North Adelaide at the Uni Loop, and I thought, oh, I don't really like running with people. And this is something I'd, I'd like to talk about because, in my mind, I've just run by myself, and yeah. I just thought I like running because it's a, it's solitude, it's it's a single single sport, singular sport. And I thought, oh, I don't know about this group running. I don't know if that's for me. But I thought, oh, you know, Kate's invited me. I better go. So I went along, and I've been hooked ever mm. since. Yeah. Um, what, what running group was that? That was um, Tempo, Team okay. Tempo, oh, not Team Tempo, sorry, Tempo Run Coach. Yeah. Um, with Adam Diddick. Yeah. Um, and you still go there today? No. So I'm now with Runners One. So oh. that's um, Izzy, Bat, Doyle, Olympian and Commonwealth Games. And more at Victoria Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victoria Park and um, Riley Cox, Jacob Cox. Yep. hear so much about this Runners One. I think mm. what they're doing is yeah, must yeah, be crazy. fantastic. A little story, mutual friend of ours, Julia Toby, uh, signed up with Runners One. And I said, oh, how's it going with him? He's like, I just signed up to get the T-shirt because I see everyone in Adelaide running around with the runner's one top on. And I figured (laughs) if I wanted to be a runner, I need to have this T-shirt. So I think it's awesome what they're doing out there. Even all the races, they win all the races. Some member of their uh, group will win the races. Mm, They're they're, they're good. Shout out to So you found that was a big uh, part of your running, um, I suppose, life was getting involved in a running club. We've had a few people on the podcast saying reaching out to people, getting involved in groups has been a key. Did you yeah, find that was a huge key Absolutely. Yep. So initially it was about showing up when you tell people, someone that you, yep, I'll be there tomorrow morning at 5.30 or 6am. Yeah. Um, once you've committed that to someone else, mm. you, you're more um, likely, I think, to actually follow through with that. It's much harder to wake, you know, when your alarm goes off to go, oh, yeah. no, I'll just snooze that. I'm not going to go this morning yep. when people are not relying on you but they're expecting you to be there so so there might be some sort of people just starting running and they might be a little bit scared to go to a group like this how does it actually work can you just explain like if there's some you know obviously some advanced runners i'm assuming they accommodate 
for the yeah, so for the lesser runners as well. Runners one have runners of all different um, abilities, probably the wrong word, all different sort of stages in their running journey. So you've got obviously these elites who are um, running super fast um, and then you've got people who are um, walking or jog walking as well. And so everyone's got, um, there's a, a broad group program, but you can also get a personalised program mm. as well. So that's really tailored to where you're at when you're running Um and the way they structure the session, so everyone does the same session, but um, there'll be different reps or different speeds or different distances in um, in the intervals to accommodate for those different yeah. um, stages that people are at. So, and everyone is super friendly. Yeah, everyone's so friendly. So you go, and there are a lot of people there. There's, you know, oh, how many oh, people were oh, there? I'm bad. At, I'm so bad at pushing a hundred. Yeah. It's at least a hundred. Yeah. It'd be oh, over. Okay. I remember doing a 5k time trial at, um, whatever it is, the, uh, Santos, Santos stadium and they organized it yes. and it was, it was packed. Yeah. And that was years ago. And it's, it's a lot bigger now since mm. Izzy's been to, um, the Olympics, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, that's awesome. So we, sorry, we jumped forward a fair bit. Um, but yeah, so let's take it back. So you first joined a run club. Um, what, you were 20, 21, 22? No, like? well, that was 2018. 2018. So it's actually, okay. I don't know, how old was I then? So you would have had Ooh. your kids, yeah. Yeah, so I was doing, so if you jump back to 20s, yeah. I was probably doing more gym work mm-hmm. and gym classes for fitness. Yeah. Um, little bit of running here and there. So I, I would do a, you know, a bit of a 2, 3K warm-up before the classes or PT um, and then 5Ks here and there throughout the week. Um, and then, and so I was sort of self, I did a couple of city to base and I didn't really know what I was doing, but <laughs> you know, you just go out there and run and you think that's all there is to it. Yeah. So I didn't appreciate it at that time. I mean, you don't know what you don't know that, um, how beneficial the coaching is and how yeah. much you can grow and, um, improve as well. So I didn't, so I had both kids, um, Millie would have been. She would have been four when I went out to um, the right. first group, yeah. um, 2018. So, yeah, I think I was about 34. Yeah. Um, and that was two sessions a week and then a long run on a Sunday. So yeah. um, once I'd started getting into that, you know, you start, you know, ultimately you're running against yourself and, and going mm. for PBs, but it just really pushes you on having other people sort of, they're pushing and so yeah. you run a bit faster and it just encourages you yeah. to, to push that much harder as well let's just go back to those uh years when let's even start when when you were pregnant were you exercising through your first pregnancy or i did um i was doing some group pt in um the guy called quinton ewer in mitchell reserve and um he had this um functional fitness type classes so he had a thing called a Viper, which is like a big rubbery mm. tube, and you'd move that around. Um, so I was doing those classes and some boxing and a bit of cycling at the gym and no jogging. And yeah. then when I had Amelia, I had the hip. I can't think what it's called. It's a hip problem. that Dysplasia? Not the baby. Not, the baby had it. Not, yeah. not the baby. Mm-hmm. It was it. me, and it's a pregnancy-related hip condition. Mm. So then I had to stop doing everything, which was right. not yeah. ideal. Yeah, and did you find that affected your mental health when you had to, it, well, well, you know, you become a mother for the first time and all of a sudden you can't exercise Well, well? It, it, a little bit. I was able to keep walking, um, 
But I think I just sort of, I was actually glad for the excuse to have a bit of a break, to be honest, because I had Max and he was a really busy toddler. And so I was up and about a lot with him. And I just thought this is actually taking the pressure off a little bit of actually having that other thing. Yeah. Being told you can't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which I don't like being told I'm Mm. injured. And Mm. so, but at that point I was okay with it because I thought, I think I just probably needed to have a bit of downtime. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it did take me a while. So both of our kids were terrible sleepers, right, okay. terrible sleeping. Yeah. Um, so I don't think either of them slept through until about eight months oh, of wow. age. That would have been pretty tough. It and was. are we talking three or four times a night? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And hard. holding them to settle them back to sleep and feeding Amelia. She was um, very clingy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she was eight months old before... Um, she was sleeping through. So I didn't really, I did a bit of exercise, but not much while she was a baby. Um, mm. But once she started sleeping mm. through, that's when, so that was 20, oh, probably early 2015, yeah. when I started getting back into, so the group classes at, um, at the park and then doing a bit more jogging yeah. before and after those sessions. Uh- then it just increased. Yeah, and what was on your mind? Why did you want to get back into it? Was it just like you missed it and you knew you Definitely. had to? Or? No, I, I did miss it and yeah. I, I wanted that time to myself as yep. well. I knew that I needed it mm. um, and um, I felt so much better afterwards. Yeah, cool. So in terms of being a good parent as well, you, I think you know. Oh, yeah. You just feel so good afterwards. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was the main thing. It was just sort of getting back into fitness, starting to feel better um, in my body, um, and then um, just having that time. Mm. So um, Matt was still playing footy then, yeah, was he? Yes. So how were you managing that in terms of a time situation? Were you working as well or did you take some time I was off? working. So in between Max and Amelia, I went back to work three days a week. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad, but I I was resentful of his training. So he'd be at training two nights a week. (laughs) Looking back now, I think, oh. We've heard that word before, haven't we, Jason? Yes, that's why we just looked at each other. Um, So it was the two nights a week and then basically all Mm. day Saturday was gone, Saturday night. Um, Yeah, on that, like, so what, you didn't go for walks, you didn't? I'd, do anything? Yeah, no, no. I'd, yeah. I'd go for walks and those But more sorts of around things. the intensity and what he could do and that you couldn't yes, do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not around the time part of it. Not, no. More around the ability to yeah. do it. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it's sort of that, that grueling early evening, that witching hour. Oh, it's yeah. good, isn't it? Not having yeah. that other pair of hands yeah. there. Right. Um, Especially thinking, on the. Oh, you get to go out and yeah. you're with your mates and you're having fun, yeah. you're having a snitzel and a beer for dinner on a Drag Thursday it out night. a little bit longer, eh? Yes. Drag it out. Yes. yes. We've all done that before. So, <laughs> um, so did you, um, how did you get around that? Did, was, did you find that affected your relationship at all or, or did you just sort of, you know, bury it deep down inside oh, of you and then bring think, it up eight years oh, later? No, or? I think I was quite vocal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were quite vocal. Surprising, quite vocal. Julia. <laughs> um, no, I think a few times I'd, I'd curse the football. But looking back now, I think, and this is sort of one of my takeaways, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um, it is really important to support your partner mm. um, in their pursuit of fitness. Mm. And I think at the time I didn't appreciate that for Matt, that was a big, you know, that was one of his outlets. Yeah. And um, looking back now, and because I wasn't in any sort of team sport as a child i didn't understand that team mentality and the um 
uh, the sort of club mentality either. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I started running with the group that I discovered for myself, oh, you know, I love going out there. I love being with these people. It's time away. Um, it's good for your mental health. Um, and I didn't see that side of it for yeah. him mm. until now. Well, um, you like look at it at the time, don't you? You're not like yes. thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to feel good after this. You're no. like thinking, help. Yeah. <laughs> These kids won't be sleep. home at 8.30 and it's yeah. 9.30. Yeah, we talk about the survival years, mm. which are really that, you know, zero to, to four. Yes. You, it's just you, you'd feel like you're just hanging in there. You just, yeah. you're, especially if you're not getting any sleep. Yeah. And then you're you in know, the trenches. It, you are sure. in the trenches. And now you're out the other side. So what ages were they at when you decided, look, I'm going to start pursuing something for myself. So Millie was four and Max was seven. Okay. Yep. And um, so did you tell this runners run running group that you wanted to run a marathon or did you set that as a goal or how did you go around this? um, So that was 2018 and we were going to America for my sister, Matt's sister's wedding. Um, They were getting married in New Jersey. So... That was at the beginning of October. A New York marathon was at the end of October or early November. Mm. And um, people in the group were doing the marathon. Okay. And, but at this stage, the furthest I'd run, so that I started there in February that year, the furthest I'd run was city to base, the 12Ks. Right. And so these people I'm running with are talking about the marathon. They're talking about 42.2Ks. And I was mm. just thinking, wow, that's amazing. Hats off to you guys. Mm. Um, but then... As I started, you know, as the months progressed and my Ks started um, increasing each week, week by week, you know, I'd start running 15Ks on a long run. I think, oh, wow, that's the furthest I've ever run. Then we'd do 20 and then we'd Mm. do 24, then 26 and, you know, built up to 30Ks. And then I thought, oh, you know what, maybe maybe the 42.2 is achievable. But um, it probably wasn't until August that I thought, you know what, we're already in America my running group are going to be there a couple of weeks after for the New York Marathon. I wonder if I can just stay a little bit longer and, um, and do the marathon. So I was really fortunate. We made it work. Um, Matthew did go over before I did to watch Conor McGregor fight in the UFC in Las Vegas. Yep. So he had, a, he had about five days in Vegas. Yep. Then I flew over with the kids. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. You let Matt. Do five days in Vegas by himself. It was the trade-off. <laughs> wow. I'm, su- I'm surprised, I'm surprised uh, Vegas is still standing. <laughs> I know. I don't yeah. know if he's allowed back. No. Um, I'm surprised he, he, he wasn't arrested. No. Uh, but, no, he had a very good time. So he had his time um, with a mate there and, and they loved it. Um, then we met up in New York. I'd, flying with by yourself with two kids. Yeah. Oh, don't recommend was, that. How was that? Yeah. But, uh, what, 16-hour flight? Yeah, so we went Adelaide to Auckland, Auckland to LA, LA to New York. Yeah. So I don't even know oh, how many hours wow, that was. That would have been tough. It was. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was brutal. Yeah. But we got there. We had a week or so in um, New York and New Jersey for the wedding. Yeah. And then we went and um, went to Santa Monica and we did Disneyland and, and those sorts of things. So we had the, the time in the sun. Then Matt and the kids flew back. I visited my sister in Vancouver. I kept training um, for the New York Marathon Vancouver. So Stanley Park was a beautiful, cool. beautiful yeah. place for the long runs. And then travelled back and met the running group in New York. And then we did the marathon at the beginning of November. Yeah, fantastic. How was it? Yeah. 
that was amazing. Yeah. Highly recommend. If you're going to do one marathon, mm. That's the one. I'd make it New York. The yeah. crowds were just phenomenal. Yeah, right. Yeah. And what right. time did you get? I did three hours 33. Awesome. Wow. So good. So, yeah. Your first. First yeah. marathon. That's insane. That is yeah. insane. So, That's a pretty hilly marathon as well in New York. Yeah. Isn't it? I was just, it was just like running through a parade mm. and we had our names in our tops. Everyone's yelling, oh, go Jules, go Jules. And, you know, you're running along high-fiving America. People. They mm. were crazy. But no. it was great. And then from there, you got the bug and you just decided, got the bug. I'm going to yes. keep on running. The runner's high can't be <laughs> underestimated. Um, and that's what I say to anyone who's like, oh, you're amazing. You do these runs. You're a, you're a runner. I wish I was. And mm. I say, anyone's a runner. Humans yeah. are built to run mm. yeah. um, and run that long distance. You yeah. know, no other animal can run the distance as humans can. Um, but, yeah, so I got, the, I got the running bug and then the next year – we signed up for Berlin, so. Okay. And did you take the family to Berlin as well? No. no so you did that one by yourself? I did. Yeah. So what was the trade-off uh, for that? That, oh, I don't know if is, there was Is one that then. sort I, of, and, and sorry, I, I make a bit of a joke out of it, what was the <laughs> trade-off, but is that how, you know, you, your, your relationship sort of works or do you say, look, I really want to do this, this is important to me, um, is there something that you really want to do? Let's set some goals together and. You do this. No, I do this. so Matt is very encouraging. So okay. anytime I'm, he he's an enabler with things like this. So anytime yeah. I'm like you know, oh, there's an opportunity to do London Marathon. He's do like, it. Oh, you better do that. Yeah, yeah. you got to do it. That's good. Mm. So that's really good. Then when we get to the point where I'm about to leave, it's when he's sort of like, you know, you're going for a very long time. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh shit. Yes. Yeah, but um, no, he's very supportive and always, yep, yeah, yeah, do that, do yeah, that without enough. sort of even thinking. But yeah. um, I did have a lot of years of Matt going on the annual um, footy trip. Yeah, mm. okay. So I banked up some credit and yeah. then buck shows and all those. So every buck show he'd went to would be away. Yeah. So Byron Bay, Bali, you know, he went everywhere. Do you, so. want, to, do you want to know why every buck show has to be away <laughs> with Matt? No one wants to be around him in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> Burn too many bridges, you won't be let let back in anywhere. So is that how you do it now? Is that how you stay motivated? Do you set a goal? So do you say, right, I want to go and run Berlin and I, I want to go do London yes. and then just yeah. train for that? Yes. So yeah. I find I'd need that goal. Okay. So I don't have mm. a goal at the moment yeah. and I'm feeling a little bit lost. And Riley Riley Cox, my coach, is sort of like, come on, Julia, what's your next goal? Let's, let's start working towards this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what that is yet. I've got some mates doing um, Eurobilla and yeah, maybe yeah. Heisen. Yeah. But do I'm I, in this sort of, do, it. do I do trails or do I do road? And I'm sort of in this state of flux about where my heart is. When's uh, Eurobilla? September? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, okay. So that's really interesting. That's, and, and through winter as well. Like this is one thing that a lot of people, we're just approaching winter now, they might have just started training and then it's, and it's cold and it's rainy. How do, you, how do you motivate yourself? Yeah. Look, some mornings are harder than others. Mm. This morning was hard. Yeah. It was really cold. Um, the alarm went off. I let it go for a little bit and I thought I could just go back to sleep. But mm. um, you just have to make yourself get up. Yeah. You just have to you take that first step to getting out of bed. Once you're in the, you know, you start mm. to get ready, you get dressed, you think, oh, thank God. And, and usually it's just, it's only a few minutes that it takes of sort of that feeling of, yeah. I don't actually want to do this. 
it's just changing that mindset to no, I am doing it. It's in my program. And that, that is part of the thing as well, I think, is you need a, a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important. Even if you don't have a goal or, or a race coming up, I think it's really important to have that plan to stick to. So you've got that routine. Mm. Um, and routine, I'd say, is part of it. So if you're just getting started, it is about having um, accepting that you will have a routine, um, that that's really important to the training and to, to sticking to it. And you do, you feel so much better. I don't think there's ever been a workout or a run that I've done that I've regretted afterwards. Mm. You always feel better, even if you're tired. And, and um, Riley and the other coaches say that as well. You just have to get it done. It might not be your best run. Obviously, if you're injured or yeah, you know, enough, if yeah. your body needs rest, you do need to listen to your body. But um, if you're just feeling a little bit tired and you think you could do it, because yeah. I get the guilts as well. Mm. That's another thing for me. If I miss it, I, I really... It gets to me. It's what we were talking about on last week's podcast, Jason, that the after effects of your decisions, like sometimes it's hard to get mm. out of bed in the morning, but just think, how will I feel after? And is that something you remind yourself of? Yeah. You're like, look, I'm going to feel guilty after and I'm going to feel a lot, I'm going to feel guilty after if I miss it, but I'm going to feel a lot better after Absolutely. if I do it. So Absolutely. That's a trigger for you. Yeah. yeah. And I have heard on another podcast, um, a scientist she was saying that um, you can actually reverse some of the effects of a poor night's sleep with high-intensity training. Right. Mm. Mm. There we go. Jason, maybe Rhonda you need Patrick. to do some high-intensity training. <laughs> yeah. Had a rough night this Wonder. week. <laughs> Couple. That's all right, though. Couple. Um, so you talked about routine before. Okay. Yeah. Take us through a day in the life of Julie Vitti. So what happens, say, on a Monday? Is that a training day Monday? No, Take, Monday's rest day. Rest day. Rest Take day. us through Tuesday, Tuesday. then. What happens? So... Um, you wake up? I, would, I wake up. Usually try and aim for 5.30, which I know a lot of people wake up a lot earlier. And I look, to be fair, I probably should wake up earlier because yeah. I have a huge problem with time management okay. and I'm really late everywhere I go. And it's oh, a real, right. real bugbear for Matt. Right. He likes to be early. I'm late. Mm. This is... Um, it's not just your relationship, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So I, I also, disclaimer, I've got ADHD, which I blame for my lateness. I find right. it very hard to, and, and my time management. So that is a challenge mm-hmm. for me. Um, I'm, I'm consistently late. Okay. So I, a strategy that I know would work is if I got up earlier. Yeah, right. But sometimes when I wake up earlier, I find that in my head, I think I've got more time than I actually do. So then I start doing more and more stuff. And you end up being late. And I'm ending, I usually end up later. The earlier I get up, the later I am to whatever it is. So anyway, I try my best. So I I wake up in the morning, usually around 5.30 if it's a training day. Um, I'll either train with the group at Vic Park or I'll do the session remotely um, near home. So we're fortunate, live near Brownhill Creek. So that's that's a frequent run that I do. It's beautiful. Um, Then go back home get get the kids sort of Matt's Matt's great because he'll usually get the kids ready for school he's got their breakfast ready so by the time I get back they are ready to go to school so shout out to Matt um then we're fortunate because they're at school where I work so we jump in the car and and we get to school usually and this is one thing I need to work on as well as my nutrition because usually I just have a coffee and that's my breakfast all right yeah all right yeah so So at what stage of the day do you eat then 10, 11. So I do have this sort of mid-morning brunch. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but I do – so I work full-time um, and I'm usually 8.30 until anywhere between 4.30 and 
5.30. So um, my job is quite intense. Um, there's a lot of pressure and those sorts of things. So I find if I don't work out in the morning, I don't do it. Mm. That's something we've heard a lot as well, mm. Jason. I think so. So who picks the kids up? Matt picks the kids so, up. So, yeah, Matt usually will pick up at least Max. So Max, our son, um, trains mixed martial arts. So he's got training every night. Okay. Um, and so he'll Matt will take Max to kids' sport. Sometimes he'll take Amelia as well. But because she's at, at school, she'll go off and do – she does um, – I think she's got training on every night or matches through school sport, which is fantastic and she loves it. So I'll usually get her after that Mm. um, when I finish work. So we're really fortunate that um, we're in a position that Matt can pick up Max and take him to his sport and Amelia's usually around at the school. So it makes life a lot easier. Regardless, I think the key here is that for you, you know, you make the effort to get up at 5.30 every morning. To get the job done because you know yourself that if you don't do it then, it's yes. not going to happen. So yeah. I think that's okay. A couple of questions I've got from that. First of all, I just want to touch on that ADHD mm, yep. situation. So was that something that you were diagnosed with young? I was in year eight at school. So I think I was about 15. Yeah. Um, so that was, and that was in the 90s. So that was early mm. for girls it's usually um hard to diagnose yeah. um and in the 90s especially it was usually boys and it yeah. w- we wasn't um it was really infrequent for girls so um there were some challenging behaviors there that um that i had been evident from when i was you know just started school in reception so what, what, of, what were those behaviors so um a lot of distractibility, so I would get easily distracted and then distract my peers. Yeah. Um, lack of fo- <laughs> <laughs> lack of focus. Yeah. Um, the constant in my reports were um, Julia has the ability, but she doesn't yeah. um, apply herself to the task. Yeah. She gets, you know, um, she'll get distracted and stop doing the work that she needs to do, and she's looking out the window, or yeah. you know. Um, and then um, really noisy loud child so I think this the school I was at asked mum and dad three times to get my hearing checked each Cause, time because you were so loud yes Fantastic. yeah my hearing is spot on spot on <laughs> and, so. and just and wanted to be heard hey? I did mm. well, I was, whether I wanted people wanted to hear me or not evidently so how, how <laughs> did they handle it then and how do you handle so, that now is it something you still battle with today? yes so um at the time I was medicated um and that was probably for about 18 months. Yeah. The medication helped me sort of focus on my work and actually academically did a lot better. But my mum didn't like the mm. um, idea of me being on these amphetamines. Yeah. Um, and she said, oh, you know, it's overdiagnosed. I don't think you've got it, blah, blah, blah. You grow out of it. So then I thought, oh, yeah, I don't really have that and I'll grow out of it. So for probably uh, since probably year 11, actually – just to jump back, when I was in year 12 and at uni, I would find a friend who was also diagnosed and I would take their tablets wow. to help me study. So I did know that it helped me yeah. um, to study. So it, the, the medication, it was effective well, for me. Well, it's an amphetamine, right? Like it's yeah. going to help you, yeah. you focus, be more alert. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So um, I didn't sort of – I went for probably a decade thinking – you know, I was told I had ADHD, you don't really think I did, blah, blah, blah. And then our son was diagnosed um, with quite severe ADHD. Yeah. Um, and then I started listening to some podcasts, um, reading some books and, you know, audio, audio books and those sorts of things. And 
started hearing these things about adults with ADHD and the behaviours and I suddenly thought, oh, this is all indicating to me definitely that it's still having yeah. ADHD. Um, so it does present some challenges and um, I think I was able to manage it when I worked part-time. Yeah. It, it really wasn't an issue. But now that I'm working full-time and we've got really busy schedule, got the two kids, um, busy social life, I find that just having so much in, on my plate is hard to mm. – it makes it harder for me, I think, to, um, to juggle everything. So I do my best, but we're a bit of a hot mess. But, but no medication anymore no, for you? Yeah? No. And do you find that um, your fitness and your running has, has helped that? Definitely. Yeah, okay. So I think it actually helps regulate um, – regulate my behavior and I think also it helps doing that in the morning because it sort of sets mm. you up for the day yeah, okay. do you think if do you feel like for me it's kind of exhausts me so that's how I feel that I'm sort of a bit hyperactive yeah and if I just exercise like hell then I'm a bit more exhausted and I feel like I've more level down to yeah more, to yeah more levels mm. yeah. yes absolutely now you also mentioned um when we weren't on on before that nutrition for your son has had a huge impact on him and his mm. ADHD. Could you just talk us through that? Yeah, so I think, um, and it, I mean, it makes sense. The highly processed foods, mm. obviously they're full of um, preservatives, sugars, um, flavour enhancers and those sorts of things. Mm. Um, so what we've found, and even for myself actually, um, you know, if, if you eat or if he eats, you know, things like cheesels, I know they, they get a bad rap, but who knows what they're made of, but... Um, Things like that, it will actually. Yeah, right. um, like what sort of time frame? Like a couple of hours later? Nah, or? it's pretty instant. Is it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, and the colouring, I don't know if I mentioned that as yeah. well. So just in those really high processed foods, mm. um, you just see this escalation in behaviour and hyperactivity, the, the don't listen and yeah. um, impulsivity increases and all those sorts of things. And is it a certain pres- preservative or flavouring that you look for? I reckon... Um, Six two one. Six two that's, one. Um, that's your number. Yeah. That's yeah. That's um, MSG. Okay. Yeah. Well, I no. just think that's that's a really bad one. Mm. That triggers a whole lot of other stuff for me, like asthma and allergies as well. So yeah. And you mentioned that he does mixed martial arts. Yes. Now, have you found that that's helped him manage his ADHD? Absolutely. Well? Yeah. yeah. So um, just I think partly it's the discipline of mixed martial mm. arts, but. It's also, and I don't know, I don't know a lot about martial arts, I've got to say, but um, from, what I, from what I do understand um, is that it's sort of like a, a physical game of chess. So you've got to work out what the opponent's going to do. You've got to think about how you're going to counteract that. So there's a lot that goes into it um, without just, you know, thinking that it's just kicking and striking and those sorts of things. So he does jiu-jitsu and um, Muay Thai. Yep. Yeah, so he's... He's, um, he's a little champion with those. So say he misses one of those sessions, for instance, do you notice a massive difference in his behaviour as well? I think so, yeah. Okay. So he trains one morning and then not every night after school um, and he, it's harder for him to go to sleep if he hasn't right. trained. Okay. So it really helps him to wind down after mm. the day, exhausts him as well. Yeah. Um, and what, what else is there? Like, is there, do you have to monitor like screen usage in that just in regards to the stimulation? Yeah, look, he, if we let him, he'd mm. be very happy to play PlayStation yeah. all day on the weekend. So we do, we do regulate that. Mm. Um, and we use it as a reward system as well for him. Um, uh, yeah, so yes, the, the long and short of it is that 
we do need to limit the screen time, mm. but um, we just make sure there's a really good balance. And the majority of the time he's, he's active and doing things. Yeah. But he's a really active kid, so he loves, you know, he's into his basketball and, and soccer riding ball. Riding a bike and, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not um, – and he's really good. When we say, no, nope, turn that off, he'll, he'll get off of it. So we're fortunate in that sense that he doesn't mm. – he's not one of those kids that sort of cracks a tantrum about getting off of it. Mm. So. Now awesome. you, you mentioned both your kids are pretty into sports now and you also said that it's something that you sort of push them into a little bit. Do you think seeing yourself and obviously probably Matt growing up playing football, do you think them watching you has had a huge impact on them wanting to do I hope so. Yeah? I think it has. Yeah. Um, so Millie's really into her running now. Cool. Um, her 5K PB I think is 20 Four minutes for 24 and a half minutes, which is really good for a nine year old. Yeah, quicker than mine. So, thanks, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's incredible yeah, for a nine year old. Yeah, wow, yeah. yeah, she's um, yeah, she loves it and she's out doing cross country at, at school and those sorts of things. And so, do you go for runs with her? Or? So, she has come for some runs with me, but she prefers to ride her bike. And so, this is um, this is another thing about fitting making the well, help getting the fitness to fit in with family time. Yeah. So, I do sort of bolt on so if i'm going for a run i'll say Millie, jump on your bike and then i'll take one of the dogs as well yeah. for okay. a run so i'm ticking a few boxes while we do that but um i do think um seeing your parents be active and and healthy yeah um living that sort of lifestyle i think definitely has a it, it's a huge impact on your kids yeah huge yeah what have you found been the hardest thing about being a parent oh the guilts the guilt? The guilt's about... What sort of guilt? About, well, so with, because I'm working full time and then I'm trying to fit in all this training for marathons and those sorts of things, it's the time away right. that I feel guilty about. Yeah, okay. And then when I did London, I was away for two weeks, so Matt and the kids stayed home. Um, and that was, that was fantastic, mm. but it was probably 10 days probably would have been enough. Yeah. Um, the 14 days was was probably pushing mm. it a little bit um, for me and, and for them as well. So do they, do they say anything like? Max does. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, I did miss his 12th birthday, so okay. it's a shame. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so that was – I was away for his birthday, which um, I felt really mm. guilty about. But I tried to say to him, you know, Max, you know, this is really important to me and so is your birthday – um, but we'll be celebrating that before we go and, and I'll call you when I'm there. And he's like, oh, you can run a marathon in Adelaide. You don't need to miss my birthday. Oh. So that was, that was um, yeah, I felt pretty awful. Yeah. But he was absolutely fine um, yeah. when I was away. It was more in the lead up to it, um, but he was okay. But it is, it is the guilt. Um, and how do you get around it? How, 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 do you, how do you manage the guilt, I suppose? I don't know if I manage it that well. Like it does eat me up. Yeah, okay. um, I guess just the time. Um, I don't know how. Uh, I mean, I I guess I just accept it that mm. that's part of it, and also um, talking to your friends about it as well. And my friends who I run with, you know, mm. they're all mothers as well. And it's just saying, you know, actually, we, you know, that's a a valid um, feeling to feel guilty. It's it's valid as well that the kids um, might feel sad and yep. you know a bit upset that. You, because when you are training, like you, you guys will know, when you're training, you're out for long blocks of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it can take a toll, especially in the lead up as the kilometres get yep. more and more each week. Um, but it's about that communication saying, you know, this is part of the training for this marathon. It's really important. 
I know it's a, it's a bit of time out of our family time, but it's something that has to be done and we'll, we'll make up for that by doing X, Y, yeah. and Z later this yeah, weekend. it's easy just to say, like, you know, I'm going to be a better parent because and I run. that's it, yeah. They don't really care. No, no, no. But I think that's really important and it's a really key sort of takeaway that communicate that with your kids, mm. that this is important to me because a lot of kids think, you know, it's all about them, it's yes. all about the kids, it's all about the kids. Taking some time out for yourself to realise that you're a person as well because they probably idolise you and think that you're you're invincible, you do everything for me, that's who you are, but you're also a person and your time is important as well. Absolutely. So I think... Yes, it's natural to feel guilty, but it's also important for them to see you achieve things yeah. yourself. Um, your husband, Matt, as well, does he have goals that he or fitness goals that he tries to achieve? How does he squeeze in his fitness? So poor Matt, he from football, his body is absolutely shot. So yeah. he... He'll do, he does a bit of jiu-jitsu as well um, with Max, so that's, that's something that they do together. Yeah. Um, and he'll go to the gym, but he finds that as soon as he tries to run, you know, the calves will go, hamstring goes. Um, so he's just got some of those, I guess they're, they're almost sort of long-term injuries that he has to manage, but he, he'll go to the gym um, most days mm. um, and do a workout at the gym. So yeah. we'll do weights and those sorts of things. And we, what we haven't done recently, but what we found as a couple was really good is um, going to the gym and doing like a high-intensity workout together. Yeah. And Matt's good at um, – he'll come up with the, the sort of the circuit. Mm. So, right, we're doing this, 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 and this, um, 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off. Um, and we found that was a really important time as a couple doing that together. Mm. Really enjoyed it. That sort of dropped off with the busyness of, of our schedules, but it's yep. something we talked about that we'll, we'll start doing again together a couple of times a week. I think that's another really good mm. takeaway, Jason. Like, you know, couples time we think is sitting on the couch with a glass of red wine. Like you going can, out for dinner. Going out for dinner. Mm. Yeah, for instance, like Ray and I the other day, we, we just went for a walk for an yeah. hour. Like yeah. that, that was our couples time rather than, you know, sitting down for breakfast or something. So, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a great takeaway. And there's not those distractions. Yeah, yeah. I, especially the walk one. I think you have better conversations as well. Yeah, absolutely. instead of just sitting on the couch, it's like well, it's so change your environment. To yeah. Look at your phone when you're sitting yeah. on the couch, isn't it? Yeah. 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 On the, on the flip side of like I suppose what you struggled with as a parent, what about what's the most rewarding part of being a parent for you? Oh, it's sort of I think seeing your kids do really well mm. um, and seeing them achieve their dreams and their goals and supporting them in what they love doing. Mm. Um, so Max, is, he's been really successful in his martial arts and he's um, national champion in jiu-jitsu for his wow. weight and age. Oh, wow, that's incredible. And Muay Thai, so he's a little champion, So yep. and he just loves it. Um, mm. And um, it's sort of encouraging him to do that. And then Amelia with her running and um, those pursuits, um, just seeing them love those active things um but then also um them being proud of you is really special yeah. so they were so happy for me when I, I did the 100k ultra in october last year and then obviously with london when i got back um and I made little signs and those sorts of things so that yeah. was beautiful um but it's just seeing them grow and and become more independent um and little you know now that they are 12 and 9 you can have these great deep conversations with them yeah uh, which is very cool yeah now, we've got a question from Lou that came on a couple of weeks ago, Jace. Um, she asked, what sort of parent did you think you were going to be? And 
is that differing to the parent that you actually are today? Yes. So I was thinking about this um, and I don't know if I had in my mind a a profile of who I thought I'd be as a parent. I had some sort of, I guess, characteristics that I thought I would, um, that I would uphold um, and I I haven't followed them. So I had a lot of, um, Mm. I guess, preconceived ideas and maybe you'd call them judgments about, you know, I'm not going to let my kids you know, on the screens too often, <laughs> they're going to be eating home-cooked meals yeah, yeah, and, sure. you know, yeah. those sorts yeah. of ridiculous um, ideas that you have before you actually realise the challenges and complexities of having kids mm. um, and that you just have to go with the flow. Um, so um, I'm definitely not, I, I, I guess I'm, I, I didn't put too much pressure on myself, I don't think, um, of how I would be as a parent. Um, so I didn't have, you know, I didn't have this full picture of what I would be. So I'm not, um, I guess I'm not differing too far from something cause I didn't have a, this, I didn't have a picture in my mind, but, um, I'd certainly, there's some things that I do that I didn't think I would do. Yeah. Okay. What are they? Um, they probably eat more takeaway than I would have thought. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, not frequently, <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes you do have to, and, and I found that I did have to um, sort of let myself relax on that yeah. because I put a lot of pressure on myself to have these home-cooked meals every single night, and vegetables and, you know. And where, where do you get that from? I don't know. Yeah. Is that a guilt thing as well? Yes. Yeah. Is it what everyone else does or you think they do? I think no it's probably that. what I think yeah. other people do. Yeah. Um, and uh, my kids are very fussy eaters. Mm. And so I've had to sort of learn the hard way that it's not a battle, yeah. you know, that's worth every night trying to fight, especially mm. working full time. It used to get to me, I'd get home and then I'd, I'd make these dinners and then no one would want to eat it. And it's just, you just think, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, so I've just sort of learned that, you know, it's okay to let the kids have sausages and yeah. whatever for dinner. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on parents to sort of deliver these as Jason was saying, I think we put that pressure on ourselves because of, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatever, where you see everyone serving up these home-cooked meals. Those kids probably don't eat those home-cooked no. meals, right? No, so, no. you know, at the end of the day, Fuck. make the effort, you know, and yeah. every now and then it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're all doing it. Yeah. That's yeah. what you do most of the time that matters, DK, Absolutely it? it is, mm. mate. <laughs> no, but I think it is around that expectation things that we have on ourselves, it's it's made up and they're too high. They're not realistic. And then you fail on them and then you're unhappy all the time. Yeah, so exactly. I'm not saying lower your expectations, but have more realistic ones. I suppose. Yes. So many things That's that okay. we compare ourselves. Now, Julia, we are wrapping things up, but we would love to get some takeaways. You've already given us so many already. Give us a couple of keys that you could be someone listening out there that hasn't trained for years. They've had kids. They want to get back into it. They're probably super inspired by hearing what you've done. Give us some takeaways that they can work on. Well, I think um, the consistency and the going back to that uh, routine, the consistency is really important and believing in yourself that you can do it. Yeah. Um, I didn't set out thinking, you know, when I joined the running group, I didn't set out thinking my goal is to run a marathon. I just went out and started running. Mm. So don't put too much pressure on yourself either. Um, I think it's important to have a goal but um, make it realistic, but also just um, keep, keep 
getting at it. So keep um, keep waking up and going to that training, even if you're tired. Um, prioritize sleep is a I've written that down as a key takeaway, and I don't do that enough. <laughs> but I know how good I do feel when I do prioritize. We've, uh, it. we've got to ask this question: What time do you uh, go to bed? Oh, I'm bad. Last night I went to bed at eleven thirty. Oh my god! Jeez. Oh, I'm really silly, but this is part of the ADHD. Yeah. I start pottering around. That's an all nighter for me. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. That's and I know it affects me, and it, it, I always feel terrible the next day. Yeah. So why do you do it? I don't know. Mm. I can't. And this is this is my time management issues. And mm. Matt, Matt will be like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Go to bed. Stop pottering around." And I just do stuff. Yeah. I just feel in these. Once the kids go to bed, I think I, I, I think oh, I've got a couple of hours to do stuff, and then I. Do these I things. Know. I don't even know stuff. what I'm stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Just stuff. Mum mm. stuff. Mm. Um, but I, I think a really key thing is is to prioritise sleep. Yeah. Julia, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. I know that there's going to be people that just get so much out of this. It's mm. super inspiring what you're doing. Can't wait to hear about your next event. And I love seeing all your runs. And you've given us so many takeaways. Before we go, we need a question. For next week's guest, what have you got for us? Okay. So are there things that your parents did when they were raising you that you swore you wouldn't do that you found yourself falling into doing to your own raising your own kids? Oh, it just makes me shudder <laughs> good about one. that. It's a yeah, good one. It's a very good one. Oh, I, don't even, I don't think there's enough yeah. pen in the world, oh, enough no. ink in the world for me and to look, write the answer. I just thought, oh, and I shouldn't ask that because I thought I would hate for someone to ask me That's that. That's like yeah. setting but up. But it's a juicy Isn't one. It? He's yeah, done. It's, it's a juicy one. It's a pretty pretty big name guest next as well. Oh, so yeah, bugger. Like that. <laughs> He's not going to like that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> in advance. Oh, beautiful. Juliet, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. Jace, I've really enjoyed it. Thank Cheers, you. Guys. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Give us a like, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and remember, share this episode with any of your friends or family. Thank you. See you next week.